So, welcome viewers to a very special mini-sode of the Hidden City Roller Derby podcast. I'm here with Glenn. How you going? Not too bad. Uh, we just should reiterate that um, while Bert and Ben are away, that this podcast is a lion-friendly podcast. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of positivity going around for that clan at the moment here we're on all, this podcast. Yeah, we're all feeling very hopeful. <laughs> well, I built a, well, I built a lion deck, so... <laughs> Uh, so there's just a lot of positivity in that regard. So welcome. <laughs> uh, all right. So this, like I said, this is kind of a bit of a mini episode, right? So the plan is that uh, we've got some audio that we recorded, like some interviews with people at uh, the Beginners, the Rising Champions event here in Melbourne. And so what we're going to do is do some interviewee type things, maybe talk about some card spoilers. And then in the middle of all that, we'll sort of drop in a like an interview and we'll pause deliberately rather than just talking for an hour and a half straight so that we can actually do that. <laughs> were you scouting at that tournament? Is that what these interviews were for? You were like, who's um, the next Bert? Who's no. the next Tory Dory of Australia? You know, <laughs> I'm like a talent scout. No, I actually brought the equipment so that we could record the same kind of thing, but at the, um, the restaurant event that was yeah. after. And because... Well, and I guess not because, but we didn't end up doing it at the restaurant event, so now all I have is the one from the Beginners Tournament. That's good. I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to share. So why don't we start with uh, the interview questions? Why don't I just bring up the interview questions, and then I'll just ask you a couple, and then you can ask me, and then we'll go into spoilers. Yeah, no worries. All right. So <laughs> the first question was like, what are you playing today? Yeah. Um, You're I playing think at the moment, right? well, I, yeah, I mean, but at the moment, I've been playing a lot of Crane. Let's just let's just answer honestly. Yeah. I've been playing Crane, and what speaks to you about Crane? Um, I think it's just that, well, Crab is kind of on hiatus. I've just wanted to have, you know, cancels in my deck because the Crab didn't have that. So I mean, Casada was kind of a cancel, but Crane. Crane He's a bit of a cloud magnet, though, but I mean, it depends what splash you're talking. So Crane with Scorp splash was really satisfying because you get to kill a lot of characters. Yeah, you just get to mark of shame and noble sacrifice. Yeah, um, but the dragon splash has been what I've been trying. So I've got a lot of birds with covert out lately. That's been a lot of fun. That's what speaks to me: just having giant birds flying over your opponents and just saying to them, you know, in a, in a perverse version of Lord of the Rings, "No, you can't attack." Yeah. So I was going to ask, what card do you just love to play? It's clearly, what's his name? Tengu Sensei. Um, yeah. I, I guess I actually think Iron Menacing Warrior is my favorite card to play from Crane at the moment. Really? What so, is that? There's just been some really cool interactions where, like, they try to they try to witch hunter, and I've got a five military strength menacing warrior. And I just go like, no, you can't can't trigger your ability now. It's good fun. Yep. All right. Sounds good. All right. So without further ado, it's. I think we'll start with round one. We'll do it in like chronological order. So this will be interviews from round one at the beginners tournament. Testing, testing. Hi everyone. This is Merlin reporting from Good Games Melbourne. Uh, we're running a beginners tournament here for Legend of the Five Rings. So far, pretty good. Uh, Twelve players have turned up, and the games are are well underway by now. So we'll probably start. Uh, doing some interviews with people and seeing how their games went. This is very exciting. G'day, mate. What's what's your name? I'm Ash. G'day, Ash. So, how'd you go in your game? Uh, I won by playing Crane against the Unicorn, and I won by breaking the Stronghold. You were playing Crane? Yeah. How did you find them? 
felt all right. Had a lot of dead cards in my hand. Oh, really? <laughs> had, I think, 10 more cards in hand, so I felt confident. Yeah, more cards equals more options, right? Precisely. It's all about card advantage. Did you have, a, like, a particular game plan going into the game? Uh, try and make sure I can counter cavalry reserves. Right, so you save your cancels for the, the cavalry reserves. I never saw it, so... <laughs> you... They were just sitting there. You never saw the cancels? Uh, no, I had all the cancels, but he never played cavalry reserves. Oh, well, that's good. You've won, you've won already at that point, I think, haven't you? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so you're playing Crane today? Yeah. What, what kind of speaks to you about Crane? Pardon? What speaks to you about Crane? <laughs> the control playstyle. I like playing reactive. Oh, yeah. Have you played other CCGs? No, this is my first CG. Uh, I played Magic before. Right, okay. Yeah. You play Control in Magic? Yeah, or I play Dredge. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, look, thanks for talking to us. Good luck with the rest of your match. Take care. See ya. Hey, I'm here with Megan. How you going, Megan? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, who did you play against in this first round? Is it really terrible that I've forgotten people's names? No, but okay. it is terrible if you've forgotten their clan. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I forget people's names. I'll be able to tell you their name uh, if I say it. Uh, I don't have the I don't helps. have the list. Sorry. Hey, hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Where's the sheet with the people on it? People's names on it. People's names on it. People's names. Yeah, where? I don't know. Where is we it? Can... <laughs> oh, the sheet, the sign-up sheet. We can we can skip this part, I think. Okay. All right. Okay. What what clan did you play against? Scorpion. Scorpion. And you were playing Scorpion, so you're in a mirror matchup. Sorry. You're in a mirror matchup. No, I played Phoenix. Oh, you I, played so Phoenix. I played against Phoenix. Oh. So I'm Scorpion. I played against a Phoenix player. Right. That makes. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, not many Phoenix players in this tournament. The only you... Phoenix player. Do you have like a game plan? You're playing New Box Scorpion against. Yeah. Yeah. What's your game plan? Um, against Phoenix, the new conflict character, the one drop. Yeah. That brings someone's glory down to zero. Really? Yeah. That's like an MVP. You know, I've heard people say that actually, like other people that have played that box. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my game plan at the moment. Yeah. Also, I have to dishonor my characters a lot. Mm -hmm. So if I can get my characters' glory to zero, then the negs don't really. Oh, you can do it on your own guys yeah, yeah. as well? any character. So you almost exclusively play Scorpion, right? Yes. So what speaks to you about Scorpion? I like the tricks. Right. I like saying no to people. <laughs> oh. uh, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes somebody will have a game plan um, and they're like, yes, this conflict is going well for me. This card is going to get me where I want to go. And I can be like, no. Yeah. I've got a card that says, no, you cannot do that. Yeah. Or... Uh, can preemptively kind of stop that strategy from happening. Yeah. Um, so, like with the whole glory thing, yeah. um, with one of the Phoenix strongholds, you can up their glory. Yep. And then I can be like, nice try, no. but no. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, good fun. So, in the game that you just played, was there a defining moment in the game? Like, what was, was there like a play that you were like, that's amazing, I had no idea that could happen? Um, there was a moment where I had an answer for something and forgot I had the answer for something, which almost cost me that conflict. Right. Um, so I have, I'm splashing Lion mm -hmm. currently, mm -hmm. which is a new thing for me. Um, and I've got, uh, is so it Ready for Battle? The one where you get to re-straighten. 
Yeah, you something. get to cancel a bow. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, bowed one of my shugenja. Yeah. And I could have been like, haha, no. Yeah. Um, but I forgot. And that almost cost me. Right. Um, so. So does that mean that Newbox Scorpion is like an aggro? Just go and get them. Straighten, then go get them again. The new Scorpion box? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Because right. I can give whatever I want plus one, plus one if I'm six or lower. Very nice. So, that's you play, nice. You play any of the Lion Bushi cards in the deck? No. Okay. So, I'm playing Ready Ready for Battle and Legion of One. Okay. Those are the only Lion I'm splashing. Well, if you like telling people no, yeah. Ready for Battle is a really yeah, good yeah. no. Yeah, it's good. And yeah. because of the new Stronghold, you've only got nine influence instead of ten. Yeah. Um, so, like it's, it's only one influence, but sometimes it's a consideration you need to... Fits a bit nicer, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks very much for talking to you. I'll let you get to round two. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. That was great to hear from those first rounders. And uh, uh, we should just say at this point that uh, Chris managed to convert um, a whole oh, yeah. overbuild of buying core sets. Yeah, yeah. So I think that event showed that to get new players in doesn't have to be the typical way of LCGs, which is like someone doom and glooms it and mm. then they sell their collection like I was trying to do. Uh, the They are... Uh, you know, they sell their collection and someone buys in. Mm. Rather, this is actually new players a year in buying new product from a store yeah. to say to the store that you're being supported. Didn't Chris say that he converted, like, seven people converted? into? Yeah, sorry, so yeah, seven people bought yeah. corsets. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah. Spoilers? Well, before we do spoilers, do mm. we just want to talk about a bit of news mill and just a bit of update from last week? Right, go on, go on. Um, news me so I asked you last week about restricted lists and if you thought it would change yeah turns out that uh, Tyler you know he listens to every podcast but ours but Tyler made some really uh, great communication you know he, he let us know that Feast or Famine is going on the restricted list Afterworlds Afterworlds yeah that's right and not before after no, yeah so, so predic- um, prediction confirmed can't, can't, can't change the list so you can still charge and play Feast of Famine out of line, which is a really strong combination and, again, reinforces the positivity of that clan that we're, <laughs> we're trying to promote here on the podcast. What are your thoughts, Merlin, though, about Feast of Famine hitting the restricted list? I think it's a fine card to put on the restricted list. I think I don't think there's any particular interaction that you are trying to prevent there. I think you're just trying to lower an overall power level. So it does hit Lion a bit, right? Because if they want to play Feast now, they can't play Charge. But it won't, Merlin, because... Lion will lose their Keeper of Fire. Uh, yes. Yes, that is true. It, it, so They could become Secret of Fire. They're not currently yeah. Secret of Fire. I think it's a great way to disincentivize for just a power level card, the fire the fire roll. Yeah, um, that's, that's what he said in the article, right? Yeah. That it was really about just stopping the first clan or the clan that gets the first pick just going, oh, well, let's go Secret of Fire. Well, I think if I read the article correctly... Multiple clans can have the same role when we vote for them for the, the April, yeah, for the April, yeah. for the April role change. And so I think they they're trying to avoid the, <laughs> the everyone's just going to vote the mass uh, <laughs> seeker of fire. Um, so it kind of makes for me like Phoenix like an interesting fire role choice. Mm. I think it incentivizes like I want to play Phoenix. Seeker of Fire or Keeper of Fire mm-hmm. because I either want the Librarian for the Glory mm, boost. I do want the Librarian. Or I want to play the Fire um, Phoenix deck. Or the Jin. The Jin is pretty good. The yeah. Phoenix Fire is Yeah, the, I mean, there's the, the some really cool... You know, I think there's a cool dragon. Is there a Fire-only dragon attachment? Am I making that up? 
I don't know. The, the one the one that makes ancestral things so you can bounce them back to hand. Is it fire? I don't know. I don't know. We're making up things on this podcast now. I'm uh, wondering if this new card is a is a fire card. So I think it that's is not. I think no, I think that's quite exciting. Um I think Feast of Famine most players have learned to play around it now, but it does warp how you buy your characters yeah. in the early rounds. It can just create it can create situations like like you can create situations where you just don't want to attack, or you just can't attack. Like the the amount of risk versus reward isn't isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. No. So the, yeah, that was the that was the news from the week. Um, should we uh, go into some of the spoilers, or would you like to have us listen to some more exciting interviews, Merlin? Uh, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and pause for another round of interviews. Let's see what these those players have to say after round two. Hey Pat, do you mind if I call you Pat? Hey, do you mind if I call you Pat? <laughs> no, because you're Ash. That's, That's right. right. Sorry, I mean, you can call I me. I should Pat. totally call you Ash. <laughs> I think I'm a bit loud here. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank Sorry. you for having me. Uh, so, round two. How did it go? I won, but I really shouldn't have. Oh, really? What happened? I was first player, playing against Dragon. I drew five, and first conflict, I'm like, yep, he clouded my cautious scout, let's go attack it to a province, which of course is Restoration of Balance, oh my and I God, got punished Mr. pretty hard, oh. and, I, and I remembered, I can pass my first conflict yeah. <laughs> at that There's point. Many, uh, many a game has been lost on back of Restoration of Balance. Yeah. Um, it kind of feels like the strategy against Resto is to defend, and then yeah. you spend all your cards. And then go in, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I've done that before against Pat as well, so, my yeah. opponent. I just, I just totally forgot what provinces there are. I just chose one. Yeah. So does that mean it was like, is it a close victory? Like, despite that, you kind of clawed back? Or? Uh, so he, previous round, went for my stronghold. I defended barely. He mm. won, but not, didn't break. And then I was first player the following round. And I had exactly enough to break. Yeah. Had to, you know, fate worse than death. He's neat and master with zero fate. Mark of shame, he's Mitsu. Oh, Mark yeah. of Shame on Misty. That's a yeah. that's a, that's it had a, a finger of jade on it. So I'm like, well, Mark of Shame you that can't, one. You can't figure a jade and Mark of Shame. Yeah. So um, it's actually kind of funny. Like that's that's a really good victory because Crane is generally considered not necessarily favoured in that matchup. Yeah. But yeah. I, I really had to fight with my few cards. Yeah. So what does that put you on? Uh, two and zero. Yeah, I think I was down to two one by the end of that. He yeah. bid one once I started losing honor like crazy. He's like, all right. Bid one. I'm like, well, I have no cards. I need a bid five. <laughs> yep. So how low did you actually get in the end? Um, in the second round, I was on one honor, and I had five cards. Yeah. Uh, and then by the time I broke the stronghold, I was on two honor. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's like... And uh, it was either... That's if he was first zone. player, he would have gone for me, and I would have won. Yeah. But, so, so how many games in total is this for you in L5R? Uh, I played a few games online yeah. where I keep losing against Crab. <laughs> Always playing Crane. Always playing Crane. Yeah. I got a lot of practice against Dragon. Yeah. Um, mostly playing just Dragon, playing uh, Pat online. Yeah. Not really playing too many other players, but I lose a lot to to Crab because I just don't know the cards and I like drawing cards. So, um, so in Crane, yeah. so you've played a lot of matchups against Dragon. So in Crane versus Dragon, is there a particular clutch play that you go for? 
Like if somebody, if, if you were talking to somebody, if you saw somebody else at a tournament, what advice would you give them in that matchup? Assassinate as many of their uh, Agasha Swordsmiths. <laughs> Get rid of them. Yeah. Just destroy them before they put Finger of Jade. Yes. Yeah. Assassinating Agasha Swordsmiths. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is a card advantage matchup and Restoration of Balance really fights you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's no good. And you know, if your Cautious Scouts gets clouded, well, play carefully. It's funny. Crane are probably one of the only clans that can just face check into a restoration. Yeah. Because unless there is a cloud on the Cautious Scout before it gets revealed, yeah. you're fine. You just go and find it. Yeah, he clouded me before and I thought, yeah, sure, no worries. Yeah. That was a, that was a blunder. All right. Well, I think it's lunchtime, so I will let you go ahead and take a lunch break. Thanks for talking to thank us again. You. No, thank you very much. Cheers. And I'm here with Edwin. How are you going, Ed? Ed, Ed well, <laughs> oh my God, I've done it, haven't I? Edward, sorry, yes, mate. Yes, that's totally fine. All right. Uh, so, how's it going today? Yeah, good. It's going good. I, uh, I've won one game yeah. out of two, which is very good. Yeah. So, that's exciting. This is my third time playing L5 Aldo, so... This is your third game? Yes, ever. That's really good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. have your opponents been so far? Uh, I versed Nathan, and it was a Crab v. Crab matchup. Right. So, you're playing Crab then? Yes. Okay. Yes, sorry. Yep. Yes, I'm playing Crab. And um, I we went to we went to time, and then unfortunately he refused to concede, so uh, it was a modified win. But that's totally fine. I feel like Crab just goes to time because they just want to defend a lot. Exactly. You know, they just want yeah. the game to go long. Totally, totally. Yeah. And we just have so many we just have so many characters out all the time, and it's just it's really hard to to do a quick match as a crab. But it's fun. Are you playing like a particular flavor of crab? Like what what in what in crab kind of speaks to you? Um, oh, see. When Chris, because I was Chris who organized the tournament, um, he's a friend of mine and stuff, and he was telling me about Crab, and he was saying that, you know, it's all about kind of defending the wall and being really honorable and that sort of stuff, and that's what really spoke to me. So, <clears throat> sorry, my, my kind of tactic is to try and have a lot more honor than the other character. I really like the honor play. Yeah. And um, quick, quickly trying to break a few strongholds so that down the really? track, if okay. it does happen, then... Right. Um, and that's that's how I got in the good position with Nathan was that I really quickly broke two of his strongholds and had more honor. So I was like, "Sweet, I got this." That's awesome. But uh, I feel like if you if you break two provinces early as crab, mm. as crab, other clans uh, they could potentially be a little bit weak on the defense. But yeah. crab can just go like, "I'm up two provinces. Yeah. I got my victory, my tiebreaker points. I can just defend for yeah. a whole lot." That's it. That's yes. it. And that's it. Um, and so like up until that point, he'd only broken one of my provinces, and so I was I was in a good position. I was feeling pretty happy. But then cool. just like that it all changed yeah so. um so is there a particular card in the matchup like so let's talk crab v crab that was mm. your first game was it yes yeah all right so was there a particular strategy or a particular card that you uh thought about when you went into that match um not really because i guess because i'm such a newer player um i don't really have much of the strategy in terms of like which cards are better than the others i kind of just roll with it as i'm playing so yeah i do like hita kasada though <laughs> oh he's so good <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so, so good, good. Uh, yeah. And if you don't lose conflicts, you know, it's yeah. just on all exactly. the time. That's it. Yeah. So, um, I was going to ask about, I was going to ask about uh, particular cards again, but I've already, we've already talked about that. So, who was your second opponent? Sorry? Who was the second opponent? Uh, that was Emily, and she was playing Unicorn. Really? Yes. Doesn't, oh, no, sorry, Emily, I'm thinking of the other Emily, aren't I? Oh, right. <laughs> she usually plays Crane. Okay. Right, no. So, Crab versus Unicorn. Uh, yeah. How did that game go? Yeah, good. I won that one. Um, again, it was, I, I pretty quickly took out two of her provinces, um, and then she managed to take out one of mine. Oh, yeah. sorry, I think I only took out one, actually. 
and then I had more honor, and I, I was really doing the honor play with that one. Was just holding my honor, forcing her bidding, to kind of bidding spend one. Them. Yeah, bidding yeah. one all the time, um, and yeah, it was it was really really close. But we're both Emily and I were both really new players, mm-hmm. um, so it was really good. And we we tried to not seek help as much as we could, which is you know it's always better when you can sort of work exactly. Out and we had a really really good time. We we both kind of we just had a lot of fun, which is really nice. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like. It's interesting that you say that you broke two provinces early because mm. I think that the the general strategy with crab is like you you defend a bunch and then you mm. wait for like an, a weakness in your opponent's yeah, in your right. opponent's defenses and then you sort of make yeah. these attacks of opportunity. Yeah, well, that's good to know. <laughs> and, and actually, it's interesting that you're playing kind of the, you're trying to to accumulate honor because again, crab are they just want to get cards. They want to get really yeah right. Know, they want to get a lot of advantage. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe I just had a really good draw, but I had a lot of really nice characters come out first up. And is there a particular card that you just love to play? Oh, um, I mean Hidekasada, obviously. But yeah, Hidekasada. I really like court <laughs> games. Court games is a lot of fun. Yes, I love um, Just because I don't know, it's so unexpected and it's a very um, staple card. I think court games. Totally, totally. Yeah. And uh, Assassinator was really fun as well. But yeah, <laughs> it's not very honourable. <laughs> nice. So you're one one at the moment. Yes, one one. All right. Well, good luck with the rest of your games. Thank you very much. Appreciate talking to us. Really nice talking to you. All right, it was nice to meet you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And welcome back. Uh, okay, so I just want to say before we move on uh, to thank all of the people that did end up doing interviews. It's not always easy getting in front of like a mic, like having a mic right in front of you, you know, and a guy asking you weird questions. So, yeah, thanks to all of the players that, that did end up answering some questions. I mean, Merlin's got me handcuffed to the table right now <laughs> and there's a microphone shoved in my face. Oh, but, uh, oh the imagery. All of you, <laughs> all of you newer players, uh, you didn't have to worry about that. It's okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. Merlin, I think there's been a few spoilers since we last spoke. We we kind of butchered our discussion of the uh, the big new uh, deluxe. I don't know what they're calling the those sets. The Children like of the Empire. Bigger oh, no. deluxe things, but that's okay because there's even more cars to talk about now, Merlin. And <laughs> so there's been the uh, Ask Me Anything, uh, yeah, you know, like sort the of a- post. The so AMAs. unicorn, crane, dragon, lion. I really like the way that they've done that. Actually, like they've the the Discord people, the admins on Discord, I think, have organised that yeah. uh, AMA with Tyler and Brad, right. and um, as part of that, there's like a spoiler, and people submit questions um, on behalf of the clan, and some of them have been really quite interesting. I think I think it's just shown that the willingness of the developers and FFG in general just to engage with the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. L5R has been quite unique in that way. I feel like L5R has been unique in a lot of ways. Mm. And while there are some pitfalls from other LCGs, these sort of things kind of really help push, you know, push it forward and really just give you that sense that like they're as invested as we are. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I think it's just a great way to it's, engage. It's nice to have designers that love the game and, and want to talk to people. Yeah. yeah. And like the Scorpion Pack show, you know, Tyler's take on things so far. It's been awesome. Like mm. a lot of fun out of that pack. So, Melon, what's the unicorn spoiler? All right. So, uh, Jewel of the Khansin. I think that's how you pronounce it. Could be Khan Khamasim. Uh, it is a two-cost attachment with plus one plus one, an item Meishodo. Uh, it has an action. While the attached character is attacking, lose one honor. Reduce the attacked province's strength province strength by one until the end of the conflict to a minimum of zero unlimited it's three influence what do you think about this card what do i think about this card i don't know i think it feels kind of unicorny but um it's 
it's kind of like a lose one honor, get one strength kind of pump. And while while it kind of seems well, get, like it's get useful, it's get it's, two strength, right? Because you you've got plus one plus one inherently from pain. Yeah, initially, initially it is, but you can still sort of keep paying one on it to get the plus ones. Uh, it's also unique, but it's Mace Schroeder. It can get discounted uh, off, uh, what's her name? Shahai. Shahai. So uh, while while it doesn't look great, it doesn't look terrible either. Right. right? So so if we look at the cost, cost two fate and one honor, and you boot, you, you're basically getting hit by two at that point. Do yeah. You, do you think it's worth that cost? No, no. It's, sure. That's a pretty steep cost. Yeah. So it's the unlimited that makes it uh, kind of nice. Correct. Yeah. So hear me out, right? <laughs> We've got my Yurt Honor deck that I've been testing. Yeah. You, 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 keep, you play your contingency plan and you weigh the chrysanthemum and it fires because the you know four Edict isn't a card in the meta and you're 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 sitting on twenty mm-hmm. and you've got two Yurts on your on your on your boxes. You don't have the rebuild. But you got this attachment. <laughs> you got this. What do you do, Merlin? Do Hang you... on. Did you say you're on twenty? You're on yeah. 20, you're on twenty. So you can get so to twenty-four. Of, you can get to twenty-four, but you can't actually no, no, win the game. Not, yeah, you're not hearing me. Yeah, so you're not hearing me. So you get to twenty-four, but you can't win the game. Uh-huh. What do you do? Do you play this attachment and just lower? Like you just go for conquest. You're like twenty-four no. honor. No, don't be, don't be ridiculous. Down. You're on twenty-four honor. Why aren't you going for an honor victory? Because because Merlin, I chose to put this card in my deck. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the only card in no, your hand. No, so like I'm just thinking of ways to enable the card. That's the only way I can see it being enabled. <laughs> is like it's I'm on twenty honor, <laughs> and I just hemorrhage down to fifteen or fourteen, and then I rebuild to like go back do you, up. <laughs> do you think this is a good card in like a Scorpion Conquest deck, where they play? Shouldn't this ask, don't ask me these can... sort of questions. I'll probably say yes because <laughs> yeah, Bert and Ben aren't here. They, they play duty like when yeah, they oh, go to zero. Absolutely. Like what? Yeah. Why yeah, not? Yeah. Why? Why not play duty? Du- duty comboed with this card actually translates into really three fun? strength bonus. Is, right? Is soon we'll have a meta where dragon can play the limit one per deck holding that they've got. You know the super balance limit one per deck holdings, uh-huh. and they can lose honor to up their. Doesn't it up their strength lose. of the province? Hang on, say that again. It, oh, what, the, the, it, the, it does the reverse, right? The crab one? No, no, no the dragon one. It, it's like a. It's it's lose one honor and you increase the strength of your province by one. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> Does anybody play that card? No, where's no one. Where's no my one, dragon form? No one plays on. that card. I'm just I'm just reaching over to grab my my dragon. But no, but I'm saying like just imagine a meta where like on one side of the table you, there's a unicorn player just like hemorrhaging honor to lower it down. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and the dra- and there's a dragon <laughs> player doing the opposite. Player. No, no, it's it's in the um it's in the second cycle. It's the limit one per deck. Right, limit. Oh, limit one per deck dragon holding. My god, I don't even know if I Oh, there is two. During the conflict phase, this problem uh during the conflict of this province, lose one honor. This province gets plus one strength until the end of the conflict. It's called Wrath of the Kami, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like you can have these honor battles where um rather than play attachments or cards, you can just hemorrhage honor to to get these sort of effects. Well, that certainly is a very interesting take on this admittedly very <laughs> average card. It's three influences a bit too much. Three influences pretty tough. Like two caught, two on a cost. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of this card. Yep. Alright, let's see what our players are up to Sweet. now. Alright. Awesome. Well, Chris. No. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming on to the podcast. That's so right. you are the organizer of today's Begins Tournament event, aren't you? I have organized a bunch of newbie players to try and smash each other out and see who's the least newbiest, but 
<laughs> I think that's a really good idea. Who's the least newbiest? Uh, least newbiest. We're inventing words now. So. <laughs> so, what was the inspiration like? Why Why did you want to do something like this? Um, I always get jealous when everyone talks about like the old five R. When everyone's like, "Oh, we're at uni, we all got together." It's like not talking about anyone in particular or anything right. like that. But when all the I went to all the um, L five R events and mm. everyone sort of knew each other, yeah, that sort of thing. And I actually started L five R when I gave the box to a mate because I wanted to force him to stop playing Yu Gi Oh. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we sat down. He, and he said, "As there were a bunch of Yu Gi Oh players, yeah, well, yeah. So we didn't <laughs> we'll quiet." <laughs> Um, but yeah, because I'm not a big fan of the Yu-Gi-Oh setup, and it's a CCG, so I wanted uh, to move people to an LCG. Yeah, CCGs are tougher. The older you yeah. get, the less you like it. I used to play the Lord of the Rings cooperative yeah. LCG. Oh yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah, was that the uh, Fantasy Flight one or yeah, the fan- the yes, the Fantasy Flight one. Fantasy Flight. Yeah. Okay. So I played that with a bunch of mates, and then I saw this L5R stuff. I saw it in a board game shop. Watched a YouTube video of, I think, Team Covenant playing it. Yep. I was like, oh, the art style is wicked. I'm going to Japan in a couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, at the time I was. At the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, like, gave it to my mate for his birthday, and then he loved it. We sat down for an afternoon trying to smash out the rules. Learning it, com- like, completely wrong. Right. But we loved it anyway, so. What was an example of, like, a rule that you just got <laughs> wrong that you were like, oh, I didn't, it, it works completely oppositely well the first thing we did was this whole idea that you pay for a character and then you overpay for it to keep it around yeah we had no clue so it's like you pay for it and then we read later that fate gets taken off a character so we're like okay so the number you pay for is also the amount of fate that goes on the character (laughs) so you pay for a five cost character and they stay around forever and they're better than a one cost character in every way that's so good that was terrible oh no I like that it's actually kind of funny when you think about the fate mechanic because like each fate that you put onto the character after yeah. you've paid the initial one is like paying its cost again. Yeah. So the game's got this kind of exponential curve that, that you have. So you well buy a five curve. cost and you pay an extra one. You've just paid six actual fate for ten fate worth of value. Yeah, it's exponential as you go up yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. It hits me as Phoenix pretty hard. But, uh. Yeah, we've got a lot of really <laughs> expensive characters, right? Too many. Too many. So you, you're not playing today, but you do play Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is my go-to. Phoenix is my first love, and probably what, my last. What draw? What drew you to the plan? All right, so the first thing when we opened the box, we looked at... I can't remember the order that the cards came out of, but we looked at it, and I read up a little bit on what they do, and the unique thing about this card game that jumped out to me was the five rings mechanic. Yeah. So I was like, which clan does the most ring stuff? Oh, you're a man after my own heart. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, why not... You pick the clan that's the most unique, wouldn't you? So, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that this game did really well, actually, was get kind of this flavor into each of the clans, like attachments in Dragon, Rings in Phoenix, honoring in uh, Crane and dishonoring in Scorpion. I really like all that stuff. So, yeah, when we started playing, I picked up Phoenix. Like, yep, the art's great. Shiba Sukune's right there at the front. I was like, mmm, that's... Love Shiba Sukuna. Yeah. I still try to find excuses to run her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so much. I, I opine for, to be able to play Sukuna. <laughs> I keep thinking to myself, maybe I should splash Crane so I can play Soul Beyond yeah, Approach. So, so I can just... Oh. Yeah. And then, no. It's the, thing, the thing when I start thinking about that is I think my mind goes into crazy, crazy directions, right? So I think I'll play Soul Beyond Approach so that I can get it on it. And then how do I keep her around? Oh, maybe I'll play, uh, you know... What's that lion card that sort of lets you uh, think? And then you suddenly realize you can't splash Crane and Lion together. So yeah. you're like, oh, I can only do one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I even love the the ancestral sword you got from the Phoenix yeah. Disciples of the Void thing. I think that was in the Elemental Cycle as well. Hey, have you had a look at the recent previews? No, what's happening? All right. There? Have you read the the book, the novella? I read half of it and I had to do something else. So. Okay, that's that's probably enough. So, <laughs> in let me tell you, in the novella, uh, it's uh, well, you already know, right? So it's oh, about yeah. about Tadaka and Sukune and K- uh, Kaito Kasori, Kaito Kasori yeah. um, and they're fending off, you know, the spirits. spirits and stuff. Yeah. And um, the new card that's come out has a picture of. Uh, Sawa Tadaka, Sukuna, and Kaito, it. and they're like Kaito's fighting. up the back. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's called uh, fending off the spirits or yeah, something some like that. that. But the the effect is really cool. The only problem with the new card is it's not a spell, right? So it's a two, it's a two cost card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you add your glory value of each of your participating characters yes. to their skill. So it's like being honored, but not really being honored. A temporary honor, but for the whole board. Yeah. That's it's, what. It's that's two cost. Yeah. That's. Uh, I really like. The thing I like about Phoenix is the thing that you said where you yeah. get like this ring control and manipulation thing going on. Yeah. But also um, really big explosive power plays, right? Yeah. Like consumed by five fires, big effect for um, like you say it, big you feel risk big. for big <laughs> yeah. 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 The things that other clans can only dream Well that was the first thing I did when because I like we kind of started when the Imperial Cycle just finished. Yeah. So then I immediately obviously bought all the Imperial Cycle and of two course. more yeah. core sets for us. And then, yeah, I went straight to making a Fire Phoenix deck, which obviously <laughs> doesn't exist, but I hadn't gone to any tournaments. So it's just, yeah. So you I was like, fine katanas on my Sukuna. Uh, sorry, uh, Flame Katana, what's it called? Fire Katana. Fire. Oh, Katana of Fire, excuse me. I got yeah. every combination but that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because um, that, that was a card in the old game, was Katana of Fire. So this is like oh, a, okay. an homage. Oh, okay. Yeah. It did a similar sort of thing, created like this flamey Katana. That, oh, know, it's all the title there, or, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I just love having my Sukune with two of them. And yeah. the imagery is like, I'd put the attachments, one on either side of her. So you oh, can really? See the, <laughs> it was all the role play for me, to be honest. So. Brilliant. All right. Well, look, uh, we think it's a great thing that you're doing, and I really appreciate you talking to us. That's right. Anytime, uh, man. I will let you get back to running your back tournament. Back to mediating. Thanks a bunch. Nice. And we're back. Uh, glad to hear that no players lost honor <laughs> from an attachment or a holding throughout those games. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's something we can be 100% certain yeah. on. Although so, there, there was one dragon player uh, at the at the event, so he great. might have... He might have actually had right. the He was restoring the balance. If there's one dragon, he's like, "Yeah." Well, if there's all the other clans represented, I've got to restore the balance with my, with my clan pick. <laughs> so, so okay. there's also been a, a lion AMA recently. So, the two rivaling factions. Did you want to read this one? Um, there's a guy on this card. I'll tell you the card art. There's a guy on this card art kicking a character. What clans are they? Um, one of them's Lion, right? Yeah, is the other one Crane? Because it's blue armor? Not too sure. It's called Hand to Hand. It's a zero cost event. Right. Hand to Hand. But he's kicking someone. Um, so we're, we're matching theme with art here mm-hmm. uh, in title. And it says Action during a military conflict, choose an attachment on a participating character. Dash. Discard that attachment. Full stop. Then your opponent may resolve this ability. Uh, the flavor text, of course, is on the battlefield, all actions are honorable. Well, as we saw, and as the card we just discussed just before, mm. not all actions are honourable. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not entirely true. What he's saying is that that action, losing honour, is honourable. Get your brain around uh, that one. It's very um, 
It's very much something I'll need to meditate on the towel for. <laughs> We're going to go for card puns. So what do you think? Lion gets attachment control. I like it. I like it a lot. It's certainly a lot better than the Phoenix attachment control. Oh, I should say it's one influence and it is obviously in the conflict deck. Totally splashable. I think it means that Lion can move out of Dragon Splash and that's just exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. No longer do I have to put my Jade Masterpieces or Bean and Becomings in my decks. Yep. And it's actually it's actually reasonably fast, right? Like you can attack on Earth and I think when people are attacking on Earth, there's a tendency to play your reprieves before they get, you know, yoinked out of your hand. Uh, whereas this will actually counter that in that conflict if it's a military conflict. Yeah, it's um, a pretty good interest. What do, you, what do you think about the whole like... Do Lion then just not play as much... Att- I mean, they're already not playing a lot of attachments. Um, do, you, do you just not play this card if Lion, your character has attachments? Don't Lion attachments just suck generally? No, I mean like Katana. Like, you know, you don't really want your Katanas or... I don't know. Let, let go with that thing. I think, yeah. a katana, I think a Katana is the lowest value thing you could do out of this. I think what this really helps with is things like Talisman, you know? So if somebody plays a Talisman during a military conflict, you can go ahead and play this. Yeah, I, I just like that there's more attachment control in the game, I guess. Well... Because Dragon dragon can now run six, like goes. Yeah, but don't, don't get me wrong. Like, um, I also like that attachment control, like there's more of it. But I feel like attachments... Like, this feels like it's a counter to an already existing problem, right? Mm. Is so, Batsugu Ibushi? I think he must be. So, like... Can you go um, dragon with lion splash for, and run for Glade of glory as your your uh, restricted card? Maybe. And then hand. And then you got all the attachment control. He's got hand to hands. And um, but the, <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm talking about like this is a real deck. The reality is that dragon just runs so many attachments that hand to hand is like the worst did you, card. Did you read this card? I did. Oh, okay. Sorry, must have gone in one ear and out the other. It did because I was just explaining that if I was. Um, Dragon Clan, and I, and I splash for this card. Mm. I'm talking through my process now. It's completely wrong. Uh-huh. Everyone's going to laugh at me <laughs> because Dragon already have all their attached. Like, you know, I've got like a really big guy with a finger of jade and all that. Mm-hmm. I play that card. <laughs> like, there goes my attachments because like they'll just resolve the effect on me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, bit of a shame. I'm going to bury that for Greater Glory deck for a little while and come back to it a bit later. All right. Okay. Um, let's have a look at the Dragon card now, shall we? Um, oh yeah, this is the best card. This is the best card that's been spoiled so far of this box. This is this card should have been called. This card, uh, this card was a balance. province, and then it got relegated to a card instead. <laughs> yeah, so it says it's comic balance. It's two cost event for four influence. Four. Uh, it is a philosophy. Play only if your on a bid is equal to an opponent's. Notice how it says an opponent's and not the opponent's. So you could play this in multiplayer. When at least one of your opponents has the same bid. Anyway, uh, it has as an action, each player shuffles his or her hand and conflict discard pile into his or her conflict deck and draws four cards. Remove this card from the game. I think this card is is reasonably junk. How about you? <laughs> How do you start off talking about this card as reasonable junk, Merlin? So, okay, I can't so, imagine when I'm going to play this card. So Educate me. So um, I'm a Scorp Dishonor deck, uh-huh. right? And I decide that I'm going to bid one, mm-hmm. right? And my opponent, because we're in a bid five, meta bids five. Uh-huh. Um, therefore, I get four honor. That's great. Mm-hmm. 
they've got a lot of cards on me, but I've decided that my Dishonor deck runs at attachments and this event and a few other little events, right? Mm -hmm. What you do is you just empty your hand of the attachments. Mm -hmm. So you've only got like one card plus this card Mm -hmm. and then you play it. Okay. And then then you're back to four cards each in parity, but you've got four honor up on your opponent. Similar in crab. It's so like you pretty you good. just you just have attachments again. I don't know if I've ever seen an attachment only deck that's really good. No, not attachments only. I'm just saying like the idea is that you play you bury all your attachments on the board. So you actually got played cards. Mm. Like, I think it's good in crab because crab would do that. You just bury all your attachments into the onto the characters on the board. Mm. And then you just draw four again. Yeah. But you're four on or up. Yeah. You don't right. see it? You don't feel it? No. <laughs> mm. I think I have yet to yet to see um Yet to see a situation where I want to equalize like this. Okay, like the other day we played the, a game that's, that's like competitively yeah, but, advantageous. But we played a game where you were eight cards to my one card, right? Mm-hmm. And if I played that card, then mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah, like, I, you lose I played all your a game. One, I played a game once against Ben where his last card was uh, what's that one? The 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 one that gets rid of all the tokens, the star oh tokens. yeah, perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, land that was his, that was his last card, right? And in that game, that's that's the card that uh, got him the win. Yeah, but that's one data point out of all the games we've played. That happened once. Yeah, but like, what does that have to do with this card? Well, you just said, remember that game where I had eight cards and oh, you had eight cards and I had one card. Yeah, imagine uh, if I had played this okay, card. More generally, remember, well, like, remember those games we had hand advantage. Yeah, yeah. That's when you play this card, <laughs> just to equalize. No, maybe it's too fake. Look, maybe it's the two fake cost that's it's, got me down. It's kind of it, yeah. It's two fake cost, and you're kind of bringing in all the um, the cards from the discard pile, which means um, that all of those things that gave them an advantage once are sort yeah, of I back think, in the deck. I think it's really good turn one. I think late game it's dangerous. Yeah, because like if if they've if they've, got, if they've used all their cancels. Yeah, you just give it all you back to You do not them. want to give their cancels back into the deck. You spend a lot of effort trying to get people to spend cards, right? You don't necessarily want to give them back. And I feel like, yeah, it, it's the same same point that we keep making with cards like um, Oracle of Stone, right? I loathe to bring up Oracle of Stone, <laughs> but it's like you've just spent a card for me to yeah. randomly get four of my deck. It's taking out one of your precious 40. Look... Yeah. You're making very good points. <laughs> it's just I love the art. I love the idea. Uh, I didn't get to finish about like you. So you, your bid has to be the same, right? Which is why. So I didn't get to really fully explain what my strategy was. It's to play Maze of Illusion. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like you bid one and then you pay three fate and two cards to get this effect off. Um, or Lion. What kind of world am I in? <laughs> well, Lion can do it too, right? Because you run... Um, the Okoto is it Kage or Cage? Kage, Kage, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be a white boy. <laughs> Okoto on the Cage sounds like a wrestler, Kage. like a WWE wrestler, because um, you can lower their bid down to your your bid. Yeah, um, provided you're not against old box Scorp. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, those are those are my thoughts. Yeah, um, all right. Probably okay, the best, all really nice art as well. We'll let our listeners decide. If you uh, comment, comment, like, and subscribe on the podcast. <laughs> If you and think Merlin's let correct, let and, know what you think and, of it. and if you don't want to respond to this podcast, then I'll know that I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to win that one. Yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, two more spoilers to go. We're going to save the best for last. So, did you want to read this one? I love this card. This is such a good card. 
it says try again tomorrow mm-hmm. um it's got a picture of a defeat it's a crane card zero cost event two influence action during the conflict in which you control a participating honor courtier that's already a lot of requirements my friend mm. uh choose an attacking character dash move that character home mm-hmm. um the art has just got this guy just looking really you know sorrowful in the doorway yeah, he's like downtrodden yeah or he's like right? he's like sorry you you can't you can't come and see whoever's in that house today just try again tomorrow. Do you, do you know what it looks like? It looks like one of those vanity mirrors that has like all the light bulbs around it. Do, do you BM opponents now? And if you win, you hand them this card. <laughs> Sorry. Next time. Try again tomorrow. I think Bert. I think I'll have to. I think Bert will hand these cards to me all the time. He'll be like, Glenn, you tried your best, but uh, I'm just going to dunk you again. I'll be like, here's, that's fine. Here's the thing. Like, I don't mind the effect, right? During a conflict to which you control a participating honored courtier character. It's the honoured and the courtier that you need to play this card. Now, Crane have no problems having honoured courtiers, but now you've got one in a conflict where you're defending. And then you target an attacker, yeah, move them home, but it doesn't bow them or anything like that. Like, one, if you've got an honoured courtier in a, in a conflict, why not just try and win the conflict? So it's best on the last conflict of the turn where... So, oh, where I, can play so, I'm, so I'm second player. Curry favour or something. Yeah, I could, no, I could see yeah, brain, brain, your, your brain no, just first, went somewhere. Yeah, Where I'm, did first, it go? I'm first player, and on their last attack, on the, on the opponent's last attack, this card is okay. Because yeah. you can, and because they don't have to be ready, right? So you can favorable grounds in your own oh, character. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then send them home. Th- this sort of card, right? How good, how good in the meta right now? Let's just talk meta. Mm. How good is it to, to remove a character from a conflict, but they don't go home bowed? How good is that effect? It's not very, <clears throat> not very good at How all. How often actually. are we seeing route and outwit? Yeah, in not, the meta? not at all. Do you think that's going to come up in worlds? Route no. and outwit. Like I, I still Why think not? those cards are like one ofs. You know, yeah. But no one's splashing one of it. Why? Why is that? Well, is nobody smashing? Plas- I don't know. It's it? just like I feel like Kachiko. Everyone goes for the cloud. Everyone goes like I'd rather. I prefer to cloud this character. Well, Kachiko's because it's printed you on know, Kachiko, right? No, but when I but when I played Crab. I ran a route to mm. like be like instead of clouding Kachiko, I just route her home. Sure, yeah, you could totally do that, and I think route is fine, but it has to be in that kind of clutch situation where it matters that you win yeah, this conflict. But, but I think outwit's the same for Mitsu, like in Crane, running outwit to just to get rid of Mitsu. Yeah, to just get him get him out of the conflict. Um. I don't don't disagree with that really at all. Anyway, so the, I mean, this is the same sort of card, but yeah. it costs one fate less, and the requirements a lot less because it, it's the, it's the irregardless of, of this. It, yeah, yeah, it's irregardless of the stat line. It's just that you have an honored courtier. Yeah. Um, ah, I mean, it's an interesting card, and maybe when honor decks become more of a thing, you might see this card showing up. It's just I taking th- up precious slots, isn't it? Well, I, I, it's there's still the only sticking point. If this just said participating courtier character, I'm down. You throw Dan Stewie, he sends somebody home. I'm all good, right? But you have to play an honored courtier character. Or you have to have an honored courtier character in the conflict. I'm like, even in crane decks right now, which can honor really super easily, uh, they don't. You still don't see heaps of characters honored. Only in rare situations. Usually it's like two because one of them's leaving the the game at the yeah. end of the turn. 
I guess we can also say that like it only works on half of the conflicts, right? Yeah. So it only works on defense because it says attacking. Yeah. yeah Although, right. I mean, can you? Does it have to be a, a, an opponent's attacking character, or can you send your own guy home? Uh, you can use your own guy. It yeah. just says choose an attacking character. Isn't it, isn't it funny that that unicorn get a limited card that costs one to like move a character in or out, right? Mm. But like, <laughs> this is zero, and you can do like really niche things where like you send your own guy home. Yeah. But, but it's not limited and it doesn't cost a fate. Well, yeah. I guess if you ran into a feast or famine, right? Like if that was somebody's restricted pick, you just go, all right, well, I'm not going to break this and send your own guy yeah. home. It's kind of cool. Uh, yep. I, I guess Try again that's, tomorrow, that's, I guess, is what we'll try again. That. Run along home. There's no flavor text though, is there? No. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to get that. <laughs> I okay. wish I could laugh. I just it's yeah. it's the inside joke. I'll try again tomorrow. I'm the old guy of the podcast that still remembers like Star Trek episodes when they originally aired. <laughs> I, I'm, the, I'm the young one that whose father forced them to watch all the <laughs> Star Trek episodes. <laughs> you poor man. What, what's the last card you've been saving for last? What's the build up for? All right, so I'm not sure if I will play this card. I probably will play this card. It is the. You might not want to say that before you talk about this card. Are you committing, I'm, I'm, are you committing I'm, to that? No, I'm, well, I'm adding to the hype. What, what, basically, what I'm saying is I may or may not play this card, which is okay. entirely true. And is Going very, the politician non, very, route. very non-committal. Okay. Okay, so Sage of Gishitoshi. Number one, the thing you need to know most about this card is that it has the best artwork. What's a Gishitoshi? Just for people like me who don't know what that means. Gishitoshi? So Gish, the temples of Gishitoshi is kind of like the libraries of the Phoenix where they keep all of their most sacred relics and things right. like that. And it's a very well protected, um, you know, secret sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I've got the temple monk protectors that I love. I don't know. Maybe they do. Probably they do. Why not? You said they protect the... Yeah. Yeah, anyway. the, the temple protectors. Um, I don't know whether do? we'll include this in the podcast or not. Why not? But do, do, you know, do you know that... When this was still the CCG and when I won Albury, yeah. my pick in that in that season was like you get to like kill somebody or save something sure. in your clan and stuff like that. So my pick for that was to save the temples of Ishitoshi. Right. So that's why they're in the new game. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you're responsible <laughs> for the right. master that's of right. Toshi, I, I am claiming and you're that. responsible for this new card. That's exactly right. Do you want to take responsibility for this FFG, new card? FFG, why isn't my name printed on this card? Or the know. masters of Toshi? why isn't my name printed on that card? I don't know. should say Hadamoto of Toshi Rainbow Season. <laughs> Merlin. Yeah. Okay, so Seiji Toshi. it's a three-cost character for, with one military, three... Uh, political and two glory it is a courtier scholar and it has it's a dynasty character and has an action during a conflict if you are more honorable than your opponent choose a participating character your opponent controls move this character home then move that character home Mm. this and that yeah that sort of wording interesting Uh, what do you think about the one three stat line where are you on that? Uh, it's not terrible. I think with the two glory and uh, a few more ways to protect your characters against getting dishonored these days, uh, it's probably not terrible. Although the effect is probably less good than, say, uh, Kitsuki Investigator. Right? Kitsuki Investigator's effect is way better than this. I thought that's why Investigator was 1 3. I thought it was because yeah, of, like, it's yeah. like an understudied card because yeah. the ability is so crazy. Yeah. I right. actually. I actually like this ability, but it's not as good as a Kitsuki Investigator. So this ability, you have to be more honorable. I would have preferred if you were, had more glory, 
I think that would have been better, but you know, it's just me. Well, I don't. I guess do you go for like the air package? So you go for um, the seekers of knowledge, and you because otherwise, most honourable. Like if you play this turn one, how many boxes are you up on? You're on. Th- you're up on three. Up on three boxes. Yeah, Kai oh, and Bushi, and Unicorn and Crab. Yeah, not well, cute and Bushi. Yeah, but not City of the Open Hand because they'll just steal it and then you're under. Yeah, so sorry. So there's four. Yeah, but um, what kind of deck does this get played in? I think this gets played in an, on a deck, or at least, at the very least, some sort of defensive deck. I think it's part of the prison deck, right? It's part of the prison package. Doesn't have the word monk on it. it has it has two really cool keywords. It has scholar and it has courtier. It's also very good for defending Simpuku Sado. Yeah, and bustling academy. It's got you know bustling academy synergy. It does look very bustling on there actually. That card. That card is. I like if, that card. If you zoom into bustling academy, may, maybe it's got these. Do people you know? On the do front. know what the unfortunate thing about this card is? Mm. Is that the seal of the phoenix doesn't get as much value. Why? Well, because it doesn't give them. Because the it, it doesn't give them the keyword. And that's always an issue you because still, it's like they're printing more of the keyword. There's still not enough cards that do good things with uh, that Scholars. keyword. Yeah, there's two I think. Right, there's Bustling Academy and and Suki. Why aren't they reading more books? Like why? Like don't you play Pillow Book on them and you play um, Tainted Missive and then you you bow them and you you search through your deck and you find a card. No, you know <laughs> you know about these theme decks that just, I'm building. You're just spitballing now. I'm just building theme decks like. <laughs> The library deck, so like definitely, every card is def- to do with a library. Definitely after worlds, that's exactly where I'm going. Is straight into my. Why is that? Why is that decks. not in your world's deck? Why is that sort of tech not in your world's deck? This this no, guy pillow book, is- no pillow book. Why is like pillow book <laughs> not on the list of cards to go in the world's deck? It, when I was trying out the, um, I got I got wrecked by splash. pillow book by the way the other day. Absolutely destroyed. Did you me. get wrecked by? Pillow I was playing book. crab and I got absolutely destroyed by pillow book. Was it like just a high roll? They found well, they I was on one on and they found their contingency plan from the pillow book. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, the game's over next turn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't like that anecdote. You don't like the the pillow book. I don't know. What to, I don't know what to, <laughs> you don't say. Know what to say to that. <laughs> but like, I lost to it. I got wrecked. It's like saying um, I got wrecked by. I'm honest here. I learned. This is how I learned. I learned that pillow book is a card I need to worry about <laughs> because it, because because I have to play around the fact that they're running contingency plan. <laughs> yeah, the fact that your opponent's running contingency plan. You know what actually happened there? Because that is that clutch. You no, you just you just. Either he or she high rolled, or you low rolled, and that was just the situation. Uh, I, I mean, I took it out of context. This is after playing three spread in the darkness in one turn um, and an assassinate. All right, so this is, sounds like an overcommittal. And you're it was on, desperation. And you're on, it's desperate. It's desperation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I don't not know about it. <laughs> All right. Back to the sorry. I'm talking about this sort of stuff because the card to me is not very exciting. The <laughs> the radiant orator already does this effect. If we're going to talk about what this effect does, right? It's no, like this is better. why is it better? Well, because the radiant orator uh, stays in the conflict. Yeah. So then you're breaking. Are you breaking? Does the radiant orator work on attack? I can't even remember. I play it so little. I think so. Why not? Yeah, you're probably you're probably right. Actually, um, it means you don't. It means you can all those players that were playing harmonize can take harmonize out of their deck and run this instead. So if you put this together with. Uh, Meizawa and the Radiant Orator and yeah, I like that. Yeah, that just yeah. that kind of suite of characters in your Dynasty deck, I think, is really cool. Do you know right? what you it can opens run? Opens up a new play. Yeah, style. and do you know what you can run with that as your restricted card? 
Go on. Four G dict. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, of course it is. Yeah, but why? They've all got two glory. Why is that a good? Why is that a good call? Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe maybe it makes tainted missive a card again. Tainted missive. Why are you want not tainted, tainted missive? What's the, no? What's the card that you bow him and you search yeah, it's, for five? It's tainted missive. Yeah, it's yeah. tainted missive. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, they can go on courtiers. Yes. So I'm talking about you pay all this fate for these characters. Yeah. You put the tatted missives down. And you, it's like it's sort of like a it's like a it's like a tea ceremony to your opponent. You just bow all your courtiers on your board and you say like, "Come take the province." Did you did you listen to the last um, uh, episode of Imperial Advisor? Uh, I don't know how long ago that was. It was a while ago now. Yeah, but no. still the last episode. So Justin was talking about a deck that he. Um, encountered at an event that was just purely a theme deck, right? That's all it was. It mm. was like he had to get this specific card combo off, which sort of made it made the it had the effect of looking like um, uh, Romeo and Juliet, yeah. or like a Shakespearean play, or something like that. And that, what you just said, kind of that that's what it reminds me of, right? You're playing a deck whose only purpose is to bow bow before the enemy and just let them destroy no, the provinces my, my like, deck no my deck had a, like an end point it was to hawk tater them into the conflicts <laughs> and then send them home hang on are we talking about a specific deck of yours or are you just talking about i'm talking no i'm talking about the card the spoiler that we we're just discussing yeah i'm talking about how to make it good he can't hawk tattoo people into the conflict anymore. No, but yeah, I can because I, I'm control. I control that character. You can, you can hawk yeah. tattoo this and then, guy. And then you the send conflict. both. Then you send yourself. I feel like I'm being trolled. Am no, I being trolled no, here? And then, and then you send that character home as well as the attacking character. Yeah. Why is that a bad play? Why don't you just defend with the goddamn because, guy? Because I needed tattooed missive to find the hawk tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking am being trolled here. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, Glenn. Um, I don't. You don't think it's a dynamic, interesting deck? <laughs> okay, our mini episode is now forty minutes long. We need to we need to wrap it up, Roy. You're not enjoying this discussion about future deck potential. You look. Uh, you are. If we're going to discuss spoilers, we need to talk about where they fit into a deck. I'm trying to make that work. I don't know where he fits otherwise. Where else does he fit? Are you kidding? Like you can actually. You know what? He works with Try Again Tomorrow. Isn't no. that isn't that brilliant? He works with Try Again Tomorrow. Yeah, no. We... So that's double send home strategy. You can send home two attacking characters and yourself. No, I'm shutting this one down. I'm shutting this conversation down. That's this doesn't of, go. There's anywhere. even more. There's even more synergy. Why? Why are we not taking this card seriously? I'm I'm being honest. Like I'm talking about this card seriously. No, I'm being trolled, and that and, and this is the end of the podcast. This is the end of the hidden silly trollers. Is that what you're saying? Silly trollers, you damn right. <laughs> Good night, everyone.